Sue's back, back again. Sour Mash back, podcasting again. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Did you guys miss us? It's been what a year? It feels like <laughs> it. I think two months. It's uh, been two, two months. plus months, based on the file name of our last podcast, which was August twentieth. That's crazy. It is crazy. But just a lot, a lot of craziness going on. Busy. A lot yeah. has changed since then. Yes. Dylan's now a world traveler. I'm, I've I've seen he's Europe, and I, I am changed. <laughs> he's been gone for two months, and he's finally back. I wish. So if I was back, gone for two months, I'd have the full, I'd have the full Irish accent. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> good. Still pretty good. I, I did a whole lot of that, and Kate got very angry and annoyed with me. <laughs> but yes. Guys, we are the Sour Mash Podcast. We are the Sour Mash Tours team. Just in case you've forgotten since it's been so long, I am Dylan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Andy. And we're so glad to be back. We are. This is fun. Yes. I, I missed this. I, I missed, missed this us. too. Just a good... Aw. We thought maybe this would be really rocky, so hopefully it's uh, pretty smooth. Yeah. Considering we haven't done this for eight weeks or so. Yeah. That's the plan. All I know is that I have some good old fall phlegm just sitting right in my gullet. I'm I with you. It's good for your your talking voice. I hope so. Maybe it'll be like a nice like radio smoothness. I think it's I, <clears throat> I think it's adding like a very like nice timbre to yeah. your voice. Oh, thank you. You guys remember the uh, the homeless guy that had the the voice of gold? Oh yes, Actually, took the world by storm. You're saying that. Whatever what, happened? To what's that he doing guy? now? His name was Ted Williams. I think he might have relapsed. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if that was a great he had story. An voice. He did. <clears throat> As I cough. Yeah. But what are we gonna talk about, guys? We got we had a bunch of stuff. We do. Well, shall we start with what we're drinking today? Yeah. That's so probably a good idea. I'm I'm trying to make sure that our microphones are set up right here. I think that they are. Hopefully, I'm, we haven't been just recording I'm, nothing. No, we're definitely recording something. I'm just making sure that uh, our limited audio capabilities are at their optimal levels, and I think we're doing okay. Um, we are drinking. William LaRue Weller bourbon. Woo! So we are in the season. The good, good. The good, good. It's not this year's. It's not last year's. In fact, it's the 2017 version of the William LaRue Weller, uh, which is, of course, part of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection line. And I wanted to drink this today because the chances of me actually getting some of the new line of this this year are low. Even though I say that every year and somehow it ends up working out where I at least find a bottle of Stag or something. But um, I thought we could get a taste of the good. Yeah. Because there's I love it. a lot of limited stuff coming out. The birthday bourbon, of course, kind of kicks off the fall release season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comes out in early September. Four Roses put their limited release out. Um, I was not willing to camp out at either Liquor Barn or the Four Roses Distillery to get one of those. So that came and went. And now I'm starting to see news of the antique collection trickling out. So I'm insanely jealous. But so I'm, what, November? Yeah, usually. Be around, gone till November. Yeah, around yeah. November. Uh, I think, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in some markets, it's already starting to trickle out. But, uh, you know, I've got, how much of that do you think left? Maybe. I mean, you got like. Maybe five ounces. Yeah. No, probably. It's more than that. Six or seven ounces. Of I'm it. really bad at doing things by the ounce. I would yeah. say that is I, a. I was going to say you've got like a. You got like a, a fifth of a bottle left. Right. Yeah, which is about a bottle is about twenty five ounces. Yeah, so about five ounces. Look at that. We figured out math yeah, together. Two different ways to the same conclusion. I think it's more than five. 
Okay. Well, well maybe it's a fourth. Maybe it's closer to six. Yeah. Okay. Quarter of a bot. We're gonna. I'll see. accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, this is of course the weeded, ver- um, the weeded edition of the antique collection line. Uh, the cousins, or I guess the older brother to uh, Weller 12, mm-hmm. uh, usually about the same type of an age as a Weller 12, but it comes in at cask strength. And yeah. This one is 130, 135.4. 135.4% alcohol. Woo! Should put some hair on your chest if you yes. don't already have it. I didn't need any. <laughs> no, I do not. Not yet. I mean, after this, I'm yep. like. After. Um, but, you know, this is uh, kind of, I guess, the younger cousin of some of the Pappy line. Mm-hmm. Same same recipe. It's pretty close to what a barrel proof Pappy Fifteen might taste like. Mm-hmm. I think warm, but not too warm. warm but not it's too not overpowering. Warm. I love this stuff. Yeah, perfect for the fall. It's perfect for the fall. And it was a good a like. It was a good like overcast day today. It like was. a nice like nice breeze. Like this is good. I'm about it. Yeah, this is perfect. I know. As yeah. opposed to it just being like blazing hot. Yeah, we need to really enjoy this weather because we get so little of it, and once it gets freezing cold we're gonna be like Damn. yeah we're gonna miss it we're gonna miss it all i know is that when we were in when we were in ireland we had weather like this and it was just it was a godsend it was pure on like i became a, a vest man puff mm. vest guy mm. are, you, are you hanging on to that back in the states oh yeah absolutely yeah I, I even so i was i was told by my future mother-in-law that i had to bring a wool vest back so i have like a formal wool vest formal zip wool zip up vest where, where would you wear that so that's a work, that's a work vest. Okay. Potentially, um, like a nicer mid-level event okay. vest, which okay. I'll break out one of these days. So maybe at a sour mash event, uh, if we class it up a little bit, I can do there's, there's a chance. But I'll rock the normal puff vest now because that was like every other day. I've got a couple we puff there. vests. I support it. I used to not be a big fan of them. I like. But them. like I've I've become a vest guy. And it they was are, all because of that weather. They do keep your chest and back warm. Yes, they do. <laughs> especially if you get that Columbia that has the like reflective, like oh, reflective stuff in the inside. Have, it's I'm, I, fancy shit. I kind of stick with Old Navy. Ah, so yeah. nothing, nothing fancy. We went to the outlets. Oh, got a real good, got a real good deal. So you went to Ireland. Now you're a puff, puffy vest. I'm guy. a puff vest guy. I'm all kinds of, I'm all kinds of a new stuff guy. Yeah. So let's we got, hear about the trip. When we, so when we got there. We it was like a weird period of warm, so it was literally like in the like low seventies every day. Which of course they have the metric system, so they run Celsius. I do not know how to gauge that, but it was like it's fifteen today, and that's hot. And I was like, that doesn't sound hot at all. Mm. But you got used to it. Yeah. But we told everybody we're like, oh yeah, we're from the states. It's it's ninety eight degrees, and they're just like, it's seventy here. It's so hot. Like we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like it's fine. I can wear jeans and a t shirt, and I'm it good. It sounds like perfect weather. Yes. When for I the got, first week. When I got my new car, not a new car, but five years ago, I had the option to like choose Fahrenheit or Celsius and like miles and kilometers for all the settings. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea that I was going to learn the metric system by changing it to that, so that I'd get used to the other measurements. That lasted maybe like 20 minutes <laughs> before I came back. It just doesn't it. make any sense. Yeah. It's all the... I mean, the, it, it does make... The, the distances kind of make sense. Yeah. The weights make sense. But Celsius to Fahrenheit makes zero makes sense. Makes no sense. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll spare our audience we'll spare the, the units the, of measurement. Yeah, we'll spare here. that. They, no one wants to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I actually yeah. fell asleep for a <laughs> second. It happens. But no, we, we had a whirlwind tour of the entire island... Plus, spending a couple of days in Edinburgh, Scotland, which was amazing. And while we were there, we did as much 
around Irish whiskey and scotch as we possibly could. Oh, yeah. Which was amazing. So, luckily, this, this trip was kind of based around doing some of the fun things that I would really like. So, I'm really lucky that I have some great in-laws and a wonderful fiancé that do that. Mm-hmm. But we, we, cre- we booked three really amazing whiskey experiences. Um, so we did Bushmills, which is in Northern Ireland. So we, you know, we went through that tour. We actually just did the regular tour there. Um, it was really fun because our tour guide had just come back from a whiskey tasting event the night before, and he was either still drunk or like horribly hungover. Mm. And like we got close to him, and he like he was just like, "I'm just gonna tell you guys, I'm feeling really terrible right now." I'm like, "Dude, we've all been there. We've yeah, we've we've given tours where we've we've been on the brink of being still drunk." Yeah. yeah, which is just what you do. Yeah, um, which was cool because they like they're expanding. They're building a brand new facility. Um, when we went to Tullamordu, we went to Tullamordu and we got lost. But when we found it, it was like opening up like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. We went over this hill, and all of a sudden, there's this huge, gigantic, like brand new distillery. Um, we were one of so we were a group of four, and this tour was made up of like nine people, oh. uh, and we were going through the distillery like. T- you know, tasting things, we got to blend our own Irish whiskey. So, That's awesome. So we have, we all have our unique blends that we brought back, but we haven't cracked open. Just, you just brought in the beer to taste on the podcast. Um, there's still some chance. There's still a chance we could do that. We want to bring you guys over for a full Irish yeah, whiskey full, and Scotch yeah, tasting experience. experience. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, one thing that I will tell you about uh, about Irish whiskeys when it comes to yeast. And different things like that in the distilling process, they are worlds different than than the bourbon that we know and love. I mean, bourbon is behind closed doors. You can't know about the yeast strain. It's a secret, like all this stuff. They literally had boxes of brewer's yeast just sitting next to the fermentation tanks at Tullamore Dew. They were like, this is what we use. We don't care. So it's not like a proprietary strain? Like, nope. You go to Wild Turkey and they show you like the, the mother in the jar <laughs> and it's like over And it's in like a yeah. locked yeah, yeah. cabinet. Exactly. No, not like that at all. It's just like, this is what we use. It's not special. We just make it. And huh. yeah, that's just the way that it was. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I learned a whole lot about the barrels too. So that was something that I was really curious about because, you know, when we're on the tour, we always tell people, you know, you can only use bourbon barrels once and then we ship them out to Ireland, Scotland to use for whiskeys and scotches. And, you know, so I was like, oh, how many times do you reuse your barrels? Uh, and they, three times. So three times optimally to do that. But then it's already a used barrel. When they already get a it, used right? barrel when they get it. And then we'll use it up to three more times. Wow. Um, and I, in my head, I don't know how they keep track of it. And they were just like, we have these little green tags that we staple onto it. I'm like, that can't work. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that that doesn't get lost in the shuffle. So, I mean, they just, they use the barrels until they just can't get any more out of them. So what do they do after they've used the barrel like three more times? Because that seems like, what, what do you do with that barrel? So then they'll just sell them to local pubs just to use as like Fables decorations. Yeah. They've really started a new like craft beer uh, kind of movement in Ireland. So we went to a lot of places that had brand new, uh, you know, brand new barrel aged beers and stuff like that. Not the best, mm. not going to lie. Okay. I think once you get really get, good at doing stuff like Guinness, like you stick to what you know and like yeah. you don't you don't deviate from that. So trying to get an IPA is really, really hard and they, they're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's what they do with them. They, they ship them off to, to other people to use. But I mean, at that point, they're not really getting any flavor or anything out of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just a storage vessel. Yeah, that's exactly. Really... They, that's kind of what they are for Irish whiskeys. I mean, they, they get some flavor out of the first use of a barrel, but once they get down to it, that's why Irish whiskey is always really light. 
Yeah. So there's never a ton of ton of color that you get. Right. Yeah, and scotch too. I mean, even like mm-hmm. a really old scotch is never going to be as dark as like this 13 year old barrel fruit bourbon. Oh yeah. No. No. Nowhere close. Yeah. Even their oldest stuff does doesn't even get close to it. Yeah, and that's also um, you know the kind of the difference between an ultra aged bourbon, which I don't remember. Have I talked about tasting the final reserve on this podcast yet? I don't know if we've talked about that before. I might bring that up. A you little may later. have yeah. mentioned it, but. Um, but yeah, so you you can have a forty five year old bourbon that ends up being fairly over oaked and all this kind of stuff. But there's like forty year old scotches that probably have a lot of wood flavor. It is in a more temperate climate, and that was a segue between <laughs> <laughs> some technical difficulties. I was technical really difficulties. Trying not to laugh. <laughs> I was trying to pick right up my train of thought, but we're just gonna leave that because we're just, we're just gonna it, roll it. With it is what it is. Whatever. We're not professional podcasters. No. We're just having fun. Yep. Yes, the the scotch can be aged a lot longer and still maintain the balance that we all seek. Yeah. Yeah. The whiskey. Yeah, and yeah, we did some scotch tasting too. But before I get to the scotch tasting, I wanted to talk about what we did at Jameson. So Jameson was nuts. Because we did the full-on like hard hat tour of everything, so um, we went through like the whiskey academy where we were nosing their like white dog product and all of that kind of crazy stuff, um, and then got a really cool picture of me and Kate with some hard hats and uh, our yellow vests on before we went to a warehouse and actually tasted a 16-year-old Jameson straight out of the barrel, uh, which was insane. Um, that was interesting because they don't really do like a single barrel select program, but they do, they'll let like individuals come in and buy barrels and they'll sell a 15 to 16 year old barrel for like $180,000. Just like a ridiculous amount of money. So a random person off the street is like, I want to buy a barrel. Yeah. They're like, Sure. So like a super, yeah. Somebody who's like super wealthy and they're just like, I want to have this at home. 180,000? Oh Yeah. Like a barrel of bourbon is like seven grand. Yeah. And you buy it by the bottle. Mm-hmm. So you're, I mean, these, obviously these aren't uh, hundreds of times larger. No, <laughs> not at all. And sometimes they have them in their like sherry casks that are bigger or whatever. Yeah. But like for whatever reason, like this program, he was just like, yeah, this is going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars well, for somebody to come in and get it. And I guess like Wild. Jameson yeah. Single Barrel isn't like a product that exists, no. is it? Yeah, that, like they don't have things like that. And then they have like products like Middleton Rare. So we actually got to got to taste a, uh, a, a the Middleton Rare for the for this year. They release like one batch every single year. So this is a 2019 version of Middleton. It's like 18 years old, I think. Um, retails for $350. I think that we, I mean, we all got like a actual generous size pour uh, of Middleton and like, I can't even imagine how much that would cost on the market if you wanted to buy a barrel of it. Huh. Yeah. So it's crazy the way that they do, but yeah, but there's no such thing as like, there's no such thing as like a single barrel select program. I didn't really think about that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really drink a lot of Irish whiskey, though. Yeah, I don't honest. either. So, I mean, besides just place of origin, I mean, mm-hmm. the process for Irish whiskey and scotch is, like, pretty similar, right? 100% peated malt. No. So, no. Malted, not... sorry, peated, malted <laughs> barley. Well, <laughs> peated malted peated barley. Peated malted barley. So, they don't do, so Irish whiskey doesn't do a lot of peat. They do, they'll do malted barley, but they also have non, so they basically do a blend. When they talk about, like, blending whiskey, they do three different types of whiskey. So, they'll do... Like a, they'll do a malted barley, they'll do a non-malted barley whiskey, and then they actually do a 
of corn whiskey. So basically a neutral grain like corn whiskey, just like we would start out here with bourbon. Yeah. And then they mix all of those together. Do they blend them before or after they come out of the barrel? Uh, they'll do that after they come out of the barrel. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what you tasted. You tasted those three components we, we and then your the, custom blends. Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. So scotch, I'm pretty sure, is 100% malted barley, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's either peated or not. And it's peated or not. And so that was something that was really cool that we learned when we were doing our tasting. Because we did a tasting that was literally structured as a history of scotch. Here's how scotch ended up the way that it was. Um, and we were in this really, really cool little... Um, uh, bar called like James Street. It was actually a, a liquor store, and they do flight tastings. Um, and so one of the things that was really cool is that we learned that like Islay scotches, like your uh, Lagavulin and stuff like that, for people who are fans of Parks and Rec, mm. that those come from the islands. The reason why they're so heavily peated is that the there's obviously no train system. There's no way to get any other heat source to the island. So back in the day when people started converting everything over to coal and burning things with wood, they stuck with peat because that's the only thing they could get. Interesting. And so that's become kind of their like calling card of what they had. Huh. I want the audience to know that Dylan has an actual notes for this podcast, which represents a exponential increase of any preparation that's ever been done from a previous episode. At first? So congratulations, <laughs> Dylan, on your professionalism. I, I, mean, I it agree. It is appreciated by Danielle like, and me. Wow. And also probably our audience because... I would think so because I kept seeing him look at his phone and I'm like... Is he reading notes? Y'all, I've been sitting on these notes for two months. You never show up at the yeah. production meetings, <laughs> but you're, you come to this prepared. But you, del- you deliver when we record. Just saying. This just is saying. this is a wealth it. of knowledge. I feel Bring like it. we should do like an Irish whiskey tasting for a tour, and you should lead it. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be all for it. So I did I did correspond with our uh, our whiskey tour guide at Tullamore Dew. So I have his email. And so I was like, anytime you come to the States, you got a place, you got to come and hang yes. out. Oh, yeah. That'd be so, awesome. Yeah. Are these distilleries? I just imagine that they're a lot bigger than distilleries here. No. No? Opposite. Really? Smaller. So I think when we were at Tullamore Dew, he said that they, they have 11 warehouses. They're expanding to 23, and that's going to be the largest on the island. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now, they store all their stuff... Uh, vertical standing up so all their barrels are standing up and stacked which mm. some distilleries do here although they just show you the ones that are rolled um rolled horizontally yeah but so that holds more but for the most part like i think that i think that the production line and everything's a lot bigger here in the u.s interesting mm-hmm. i don't know why i thought that i just kind of thought for some reason i saw a few of your pictures and i'm like these places seem really big yeah Tullamore do i mean it's it's pretty large because they have two different facilities so they literally have they keep their like they their corn whiskey uh distillery separate from their other one from where they do the pot stilling so yeah. they have a pot still and column still which is pretty nuts hmm. um to think about but like overall the size like they employed less than 100 people and yeah it was it was a pretty small cool. shop yeah they just pump out a bunch of stuff. But I honestly think that because they don't have to be so specific about what they do, like, right. you can make so much more like volume-wise and just get it out. Yeah. Tullamore Dew, I believe, is the preferred brand that goes into uh, the whiskey or the Irish coffee. Yes, I think that is true. There's a, a mm-hmm. bar in San Francisco that I like have just romanticized. <laughs> Uh, and it's like right on like Navy Pier, basically. Yeah, we went. Yeah, we went, and What's it's it called? um, it's called the Buena Vista. That's right. Ooh. And you wouldn't expect the Buena Vista to be a place that specializes in Irish whiskey, but they literally have won awards for the best. It's almost Irish like a diner. Whiskey. It's almost like a diner. Huh. And they make these things like twenty at a time. Like, 
I took a video of, you know, they crush the um, sugar cube up at the bottom, pour mm -hmm. the coffee in, and then they pour a lightly whipped cream over a spoon on the top to let it make it sit on the top, yep. and you've got to sip it through the cream. Ooh. But they use Tullamore Dew in there. That's, a, yeah. In their which, uh, recipe, which do also I always thought was like do like do on the grass or do whatever. Yeah, but it's actually initials, so it's the initials of the owner. That has to be a double entendre. Right? <laughs> I mean, they knew what they were doing there. I think it worked out to where yeah. it eventually became like do, and it's like oh, this works out. But yeah, like it was, uh, it's huh. his, that's that's his initials. Technically, when they say it there, they say Tullamore D W. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? I refuse to believe it. Yeah, well, that's what they, they used to do. Now everybody just kind of says Tullamore Dew. I mean, it makes sense. It's like, you know, this is the Dew. This mm -hmm. is the, the ship. <laughs> exactly. No, they've learned all kinds of stuff, man. I'm saying. Like You're... the Mountain Dew. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Except we, the have, little... we have Mountain Dew. <laughs> they have Tullamore Dew. I mean, Dew. yeah. I mean, Mountain There's Dew, a... maybe not as classy. No, it's a little bit maybe more Maybe not hillbilly. as much history, but... You know, we've got it. Which I guess it's Mountain... not Mountain D-E-W. Old Mountain Dew is, I guess, maybe technically used to be what they called Moonshine. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Bringing it back to Bringing the spirit. Bringing it back. It's all. Everything goes back to that. Yeah. But no, it was it was amazing. I could talk about this forever, but everybody doesn't want to hear me talk about everything by myself for an hour and a half. Maybe, I'm much enjoying it, and that way I don't have to say maybe, anything. Maybe maybe Kate and I will start our own Irish whiskey podcast. Not to not to be in competition, but. I mean, it's if you guys can pull off you, an Irish whiskey you, podcast, honestly, power to you. do it. See, that's how we start our podcast empire. Yeah, our whiskey podcast empire. We right. go from from bourbon to Irish whiskey to Scotch. Get some Japanese whiskey in there. Yep, um, and, we're, and we're the hosts of all the. Different and we're the host of all of them. We do all of <laughs> just them. different They're, combinations. We're gonna have to start making some money off of these in order to do that. Well, yeah. we need to get the viewership up, and then we start to get that Casper mattress sponsorship. Yeah, right? I'm trying to. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying that's, to get that Casper like, that's sponsorship. The goal. Or maybe we can uh, up our uh, Crooks sponsorship. Uh, yeah, we would need to probably re-up that. I don't know. Wonder what you think about that, Dustin. We can talk about it later. <laughs> we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. So we, um, and I'm going to, this is a quick interlude just while we're talking about listenership. Danielle and I were up in uh, Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati last weekend for her birthday. We went out to a really nice dinner at this, uh, this winery. What was that place called? Cooper's, Cooper's Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, it's like a, a national chain where they have, um, uh, they're in vineyards and different, Bridles of wine and really good food. I uh, had a great experience there, but we were with um, my brother Brady and his wife Allison, as well as my mom and stepdad Mark. And um, Allison was talking about how her dad, Ed, hello, Ed. Shout out to Ed. Is a big fan of our podcast and, and, and listens to it all the time. But the funny story was, and, and we, we demonstrated this, one day through a weird circumstance, he accidentally started listening to it on half speed. So like all the podcast apps, you can either do like <laughs> two times speed, half speed, or whatever. And he didn't realize he was listening to it at half speed, and he said that we all just sounded ripped. <laughs> and, and we're like hammered. And so on the way home, Allison uh, turned one on uh, half speed, and we listened to it, and it is, it's hilarious. I was crying it's, laughing. <laughs> so, like we should do an entire episode at half speed. At half speed. Well, so, Tell I people mean, that we say you should listen to this on half speed. We can, we can do that. Any of our episodes, people can change the settings. Right, because we talk about speed. drinking so much, obviously, and whenever you slow it down, if we it sound... If it half speed, it would sound like this. Uh, yeah, yeah. It would sound <laughs> something like that, and it's hilarious. And I was crying laughing like I needed to hit my inhaler. I was wheezing so hard. Um, anyway, shout out to Ed. Ed, I appreciate you thinking that we're dedicated to our craft, man. I know, even though it's been, what... Two months since we've two months. given you any type of uh, 
content. In store content. Yeah, I mean, anybody can listen to a podcast that's got like, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of listeners. But it takes a, you know, if you listen to our podcast, you get special attention on the air. Right. If you talk about us to us, we'll talk about you on it's the podcast. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Any listenership that we get, we're like, that's cool. That's awesome. We appreciate I, I it. Forget, we're trying to grow this. I forget that people listen to it. I know. Like, yeah. people will bring things up to me, uh, be out and about, and be like, oh, yeah, uh, congrats on the so-and-so, or this or that. And I'm like, how How do you know that? How did you know this? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. That. I recorded it. <laughs> In our kitchen, yeah, in our studio, you, I'm sorry. Once you put it out there, it's, it's out, out there, there for the whole world to hear. For posterity. Uh, and it never goes away. Right. Anywho. No matter what. So, so, yeah, like I said, I could go on forever and ever and talk about why we use used barrels, why they use used barrels and all this kind of stuff. Just coincidentally, the reason why they use all the used barrels is because the uh, they, they cut down all of their oak trees to keep up with the French Navy. Because Napoleon was building a bunch of ships, and so they said, well, we need to keep up with this. So they cut down all their trees, and they're like, well, now we don't have wood for our barrels, so we got to get them from somewhere else. Really? Yep. So the French have, I mean, the French oak barrels, that's a thing. So mm-hmm. they still have plenty of oak. Yep. I guess it's easier to grow tall oak trees in France probably than it is in Ireland. That Scotland. was another thing that was interesting. Was the, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you. Well, you should say that. So a mature, a mature oak tree in Ireland takes... 110 years, I think, to mature, and in America, it's only 70 years. Wow. So it's advantageous that, for us to, yeah. Is that because of the weather? That the I don't soil? know. That I didn't know. Hmm. Probably the weather. Maybe the weather. The climate. Yeah. Changes. The climate, All yeah. that kind of good the stuff. The terroir. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great word. That was a good word. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's, a, wi- that's a wine word. That's the word of the I don't episode. actually know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Terroir. I think you are. I can't Ter- say it. Our, Ter- our French wine... Terroir. Terroir. The, the, the French wine guide um, who we had in Paris was much better at saying that word. It sounded much more elegant um, well, that's what than they my say. accent. Saying I said that. it in half speed of it. That's a good one. Very good one. Um, Anyway. Yeah. Yes. But it was all good. Like I said, I'm sure that it's going to come up and everything else. Went to Jimmy Buffett. Never seen so many people super confused about what the hell is going on in the world other than uh, regular Dubliners walking walking around with a bunch of grown-ass people with shark fins on their heads and Hawaiian shirts when it's raining in Dublin and dreary. I literally saw two people walk down the middle of this alleyway where we were all standing and stop, turn around, and one just goes, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) I think they called you guys wankers. They probably did. (laughs) And they, you know, they had... Did you tell them you were wasting away in Margaritaville? I said nothing, but some people did. They had mar- <laughs> they had margarita margarita cocktails, is what they called them, in the Ooh, venue for one night cocktails. only. Because they do not make margaritas in Ireland. Of the crowd that was there. Oh, that's kind of sad. What, I know, right? What percentage like, would you say was Americans that had traveled there versus, like, locals that were glad Jimmy Buffett was finally coming to Ireland? They were 100% Americans. Really? <laughs> really? I, there might have been, like... Five, maybe eight. a couple expats. Yeah, yeah. There might have been, there might have been a handful of Irish folks that were there for the Jimmy Buffett concert. Interesting. Yeah, I'm but, still shook that they don't really make margaritas. They don't have margaritas because then. a good margarita, like, there's nothing better. You like, it, you don't order drinks there. Is there a cocktail culture <laughs> at all there? Is no. it just Guinness and whiskey? Yeah, it's like you order a whiskey or you order a Guinness. And so, like, if you take a while to look at the menu, it's just like. There's only a couple choices. Yeah. What are you going to say? Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the food? Was the food any good? Food was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, 
you get to a point where you don't want to have like a stew or a pie, yeah. right? <laughs> because those are pretty much your options. Or fish and chips, like everything is fried and or like encased in a pastry. But like, I'm so hungry. It all sounds I, so I know, good right I now. Know. And now that I think about it. I'm thinking about like this delicious Guinness pies that we mm, had. Mm. Yeah, just the idea of like savory pie. Yeah, that's something we don't have enough of. No, days. we don't have. It's like well, a, we got chicken, chicken pot pie, pie. Chicken we got pot some pie. shepherd's pie. But how but often do you like shepherd's see a pies? Shepherd's pie is like an Irish thing, though. Yeah, I but mean, like, they, they, we make it here. If but... you see a chicken pot pie on a menu at a restaurant here in the States, like, how often do you do it? How often do you see What restaurant are you eating? I don't... Lily's, Ryan's Steakhouse? Lily's has a chicken pot pie that is dope. I don't really... Yeah. No, I don't... I want to make it now, though. <laughs> like, that is what I want. At Costco, you can buy huge chicken pot pies. Yeah. And huge. those are probably... Those are, like, a little bit more gourmet. And, they seem yeah. a little... They seem a little bit more, but every time I think about buying one, I'm like... This will feed us for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like we won't be able to eat all. You can't of this. eat all of it. Yeah, you like we can go in half Caesar. Yeah. There we go. We'll, we'll have a big dinner for with a it. little bit. Uh, Copper and Kings had that like little like food truck concept in the courtyard, and yeah, they were they were the selling like pies. little hand pies. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That would be cool. We didn't we all go there for a meeting one time, or was it just us? We did. Yeah. 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 I didn't talk I to had, Hannah. I don't think and... I had one. Right. For some reason. Oh yeah. No, you were I'm... on a you were on a no pie kick. Maybe it, maybe it had a You're lot of a cream no pie in it. Diet? Me and cream don't do well. That's together. right. That's right. It was a cream. Get... It was a cream pie. It was a cream pie. I couldn't do it. <laughs> now, when you guys were in Europe, <laughs> <laughs> when, you guys, when you guys were in Europe, did you realize that like I don't know if this is like this when you guys were in like Paris and stuff, but like were all the bathrooms either upstairs or downstairs? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mostly definitely. downstairs, Mostly downstairs. especially in Amsterdam. You'd have to go down some scariest. Um, staircases to yeah. get really to the steep. bathroom. Yeah. Now these are not made. So like when we first went, like I was still, I still had a pretty good limp from the Achilles. Oh right. And so like upstairs and downstairs was not fun, but like they do not have bathrooms on the first floor. No, it, I think that it's just because in Europe the architecture is so much older than it is here. Mm-hmm. Like the history that they have is is crazy. You gotta so put a bathroom where you can. You gotta make it work. Yeah. And they would be like, "Oh yeah, the bathroom's downstairs," and then you like look down into like an abyss, <laughs> and you're like, "Do I need to pee or can I hold it?" Yeah, especially in one of the coffee shops in Amsterdam, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> not in the best shape to really be uh, going down the stairs. Going down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just it's it's just a different world. I love it. But it was it was crazy. It was yeah. a really cool thing. Like when we were there, like we went to we went to Galway. Galway was a beautiful city. Mm. Um, it just so happened that like Kate's descendants are like one of the founding families of Galway, and so they literally have a banner that has their last name on it, like right yeah. in the middle of the city center. So, really? cool. so it was just really cool to have all of this like brown family heritage like right in the, yeah. like where it all kind of got started it's very it, was cool. re- it was just really neat like there's just a lot of history i think that that's one of the things that we really miss here in the states is like you're driving down the road and all of a sudden there's an old ruin or like an old cottage that's still sitting there and it's from you know 1476 and yeah it's that's like, all right. nuts right i mean yeah. like this house was built in 1890 that seems really old to us for a bit is and you can go in the like you know go up in the east coast like in new england and there's probably you know some stuff that was built in the 1700s it's yeah. really old but it's nothing compared to what they have over there right no. and we Just, built everything with wood so it doesn't preserve the same way as like them building stuff with stone so right. like, we we had to tear down and move everything off but like right there it's like no we're just gonna leave it yeah so all the kids get like I thought about how cool it'd be to like own a farm in Ireland and when you're a kid and you have like an old relic like castle just somewhere on the land and like you're little and you get to run through that that'd be badass it'd be amazing it'd be like your freaking fort yeah but like a for real one 
Huh? Literally. Too late. Nope. <laughs> it's like we had to make like tree houses here. It was basically just one of us like climbing a tree and being like, this is our tree, tree right? fort now. Yeah, this is our fort. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it'd be fun to have a tree house, but it wasn't until my brother asked for one that he actually got one. Oh, that's sexist. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Like, it's uh, the rank of childist. Mm-hmm. Youngest childist. It's youngest childist. Youngest childist. Yeah, it's. Do you Middle get an actual treehouse or do you get one of those? Like, no, my dad uh, built him one on like stilts. Damn, that's mm-hmm. badass. Yeah. Is it still there? In his, in my, def- I guess I'd never really specifically asked for that. <laughs> um, no, it's not still there. Uh, Is it still there? It's not still I there. I don't think so. No, I definitely would have been up in there. <laughs> I never had a treehouse. <laughs> no, um, we didn't either. Uh, yeah. My little brother got one of those like, like swing sets. That had like the little tree the little house thing with the, the slide yeah. limit too, but like that's as far as it got. It was actually pretty cool. They put like laminate floors in, and you know, it Damn. was it was pretty chill. Like I'll go up there and read. Yeah, oh, that's nice. It was it was so very. Man, you got to enjoy you got it. to enjoy it. I did. You got I to did. nerd out in it. Yeah, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of for nerds. <laughs> oh, don't say. Uh, well, Andy, like Andy, do you want to talk about your New Year's resolution for twenty twenty? Read a book. Read one book. One one book. So I, we may have talked about this on the podcast before, and I know that Dylan yeah, knows this. We talked about the pears and the peaches. Yeah, right. How the so pears go. I haven't seen a pear I mean, in this the, house the, in six months. I think months. I embrace peaches a lot more than well. Pears. He okay. he embraced peaches. Pears are too mealy. They are. But I went to well, that peach truck and we made it cobbler. We made that peach butter um, you guys gave me was butter. dope. Peach butter's dope. Dude. Yeah, we and it's so eat, easy to make. We just ate peaches. Yeah, um, peaches I think pears like I love baked pears. And I, I like pears, but you have to eat them at the right time. Mm-hmm. But I think that you did a pretty decent job. But Andy and his very attainable New Year's resolutions, this is the first one that you've said that I'm like, will he will he do it? Read a book. Read a book. Read one book. I bet you're going to read some books. I read mm-hmm. a lot of... Um, articles. Articles. News. Yeah. I bought uh, a analyses. Kindle. I bought a Kindle, and I was just like, I'm going to read a whole lot more. And I've not... I've finished one book on it. Okay. So, so you, far. And that, yeah. What book was it? It was Devil in the White City, which is all about the uh, 1838 World's Fair. Mm. And oh, that's cool. Serial killer H.H. H. Holmes, who was also operating during that time. Oh, dang. It operating. gets a little dark. Yeah, I would like say it. so. Yeah, he built a murder hotel, and, and he killed a bunch of people. Wow. That's a... Wow, above story? and beyond. Yeah, true story. 100% that is true story. Terrifying. It's a really good book, though. Well, so I, read it. yeah, I mean, I'm in a book club, so I read one book a month, no more, no less. See, that's the, the usually you read a book in like a day and a half before the book club meeting. I, well, I read it either way. I read it. <laughs> I mean, that counts. I can't hunker down and just say like, I'm going to read. I can't either. I, I always no told Kate, span. like we need to like set aside a day that's like, this is a reading day. The hardest part, the hardest part of reading to me is starting the book. And then once I get into it, I'm good to go. Yeah. But the girls in my book club, for the most part, are very voracious readers and they read. Voracious. See, those voracious. are the kind of words you pick like up when you read. Yeah. This is what happens when you. and voracious already. Just. Um, on the pot, just making thank, us look like thank, thank you for noticing. Um, but they but they read a lot. Like to, like have they've already read like fifty ish books this year, and I've read approximately um, ten. I can say with confidence, I haven't read fifty books in my life. That's not true. With confidence, yes. There's no way you said if you've to read really like at least four books a year for school. Oh, you think I read those books? <laughs> 
I went on sparknotes.com. This is the beginning of the internet, man. That's true. Are I learned you all about those books, but I never I read some of you them. You do need to read I think that you I would enjoy I read, like, the giver, You would enjoy books. Um To Kill a Mockingbird. You never got into reading like Animorphs or anything? What's that? What? Goosebumps? Goosebumps? No. Oh man, I used to tear those I, up. I know about Goosebumps. Yeah. But I didn't actually read them. What was the there was a Catcher book Catcher in the Rye, I read that. I've never read Catcher in the Rye, and I've heard that that's something you have to read. But yeah, I you should. It would have been probably it would have resonated more when you were like nineteen yeah. and still trying to like figure out your way in the world. You know, the only book that I've flat out refused to read was um, was Crime and Punishment. I thought that was the worst book that I've ever picked up in my life. Don't know what that is. It's tough. I've heard of it. Tolstoy. Oh, yeah. You know, Tolstoy wrote War and Peace, but originally it was going to be called War. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I was waiting for what that was going to be. <laughs> That's from a Seinfeld episode. You were like smirking it. the entire time I you did, said yeah. that. Like you can't even hide it. You may, you did make me question whether that was Tolstoy or not that wrote Crime and Punishment. I think that's right. I think he did. He also wrote War and Peace. Did he? I feel yeah. like that's wrong then. Now i going to look it up real quick. No, so, that's to, uh, Tolstoyevsky or something. I don't know. Okay. All I know it is, is that... I, it's... Foot, Fodor Talk about some trivia. I would have no idea. So speak, so, so, yeah. Speaking of crime and punishment, we had a, a huge tour uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> full of, full of, full of what? Convicted felons? I don't know. What are you, where are you getting at? Well, they punished their bodies by, by running, running a half 13.1 miles. Yeah. And then, our urban bourbon folk. Yeah. So we had our, our one like huge tour of the year where we just really stretched ourselves thin and <laughs> Just extend all of our resources, and it went off without a hitch. It was great. We we love doing the Urban Bourbon Half Marathon Tour because I feel like for the past three years, we've just had some really engaged, excited people on the tour. Everybody that comes on that is super... I mean, I was blown away by the questions that were asked and people who were really into it. You know, even people who weren't really interested in drinking the bourbon or drinking a lot of the bourbon were very excited um, so it was great. We had our, our friend Forrest, who mm-hmm. was um, one of the tour guides. And then we had Sandy and Madeline, Madeline who were um, helping us out. And yeah. they were amazing. And I, I, I thought it went great. But it is a little anxiety-invoking beforehand. Oh, yeah. Just because there's a lot to coordinate. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. But it went it went really well. Did yeah. you guys see their medals this year? They were, they were awesome. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah the made little gym theme. Yeah, it made me want to run. And then I realized that I ha- how much I'd have to run to get one. And it yeah. became And then you're like, meh. You could just probably find one online. And just buy it. No, man. I don't want to be. I don't want to be what Rosie. What's her face? That, like fake the what, Boston Marathon, or New York Marathon. O'Donnell? No. <laughs> the Riveter? No, not Rosie. No, it was the classic. Like she got on the subway and like popped out and like acted oh, like she yeah. won the marathon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it for real. How do you? How do you like do that? And like how do you yourself? consciously do that? Some people don't give a fuck. That like, to me, that's it? just like a lot of what are they looking for? A like, lot of right, like validation. You want you want the praise, but that's gonna eat you up over time, right? Unless you're like a sociopath. Yeah, then it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Either way. Man, we're I'm, taking a I, lot of dark turns I here. Think anyway. That, I think that all of our guests on the Urban Bourbon Marathon actually ran the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. As far it, as I could tell. I did was, have some friends, had some people that were just supporters. Yeah, yeah. there were some supporters and some runners. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a great day for it weather wise, and mm-hmm. um, it it was great. So that was our our big tour, and we're we've got a few more coming up in the next few weeks. But we're kind of getting into the slow season. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see what we do from there. Which That's open, right. yeah, which Maybe opens up the opportunity stuff. to do more like private things and like yeah. coming into like venues and, and doing stuff like that home. staying inside yeah which we're, right. which we're always open up to. we are yeah. we are very down with that and maybe if somebody wants to do a, a whiskey of the regions now we can mix it up we can bring a little scotch and bring a little irish whiskey into you can even it. bring some rum oh yeah yeah bring we've a been, been rum learning a lot it? about rum recently yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean we can just make it a spirits uh guys i'm telling you we're creating an empire here we're just not <laughs> we're just not realizing we we are <laughs> the people will see no, we're gonna get there, but I think we should probably cut it at yeah, that. We've been it. we've been riffing. We've been riffing. And You've got to get to your game. It's been Forty minutes and fifteen seconds. Has it really? Technical difficulties well, in the middle. Plus more because we had to take a little technical little break. break. Yeah, yeah. We should be, we're knocking the rust off, and we're knocking the rust off. But we'll be back soon. Oh yeah, we're gonna. This is the the start of a new beginning. We're going at least bi-weekly, maybe even daily. Who knows? <laughs> Don't Daily. promise the people something. I'm not we promising can't, anything. I'm just ripping. Andy will just ripping. be like upstairs by himself, just recording. Like, hey, it's Andy again. <laughs> hey, it's me. I've got I've got some more thoughts. I just wanted to put something here. Yeah, but I don't think we have anything to promote at this point, other than like reaching out to us and saying, "Hey, if you want us to create a custom event for you, we're here to do that. Yeah. We, we we want to take you out. We want to show you around the area. We want to." Drink Wine with you. We want to give you some knowledge. We want to answer all your questions. We want to become good friends with you. Uh, get invited to your wedding. Don't no. Don't invite us to your wedding. We go to a lot of those. Even though Dylan has, as said many times, graciously invited any listener of this podcast to his wedding. That's yes, true. Next Ab- April. Absolutely. Do not come. In Hilton Head. Yeah. Stop before you <laughs> before you reveal the location, and all of a sudden we have. All of a sudden we get our. <laughs> Andy likes to give out specific uh, addresses of uh, locations if you don't know. So you might want to cut it off before it gets too specific. We're going to hold that off. No, but like holidays, if you're hosting a gathering and you Mm -hmm. want to maybe add a bourbon tasting to the gathering, we can come do our song and dance and teach people about bourbon that's in your home collection. Or we can advise you on what bourbons to stock up for and we we come in and we'll lead that tasting. Yeah, absolutely. We love doing it. That's that's some of the uh, most fun I've had in Sour Mash Tours is doing those private parties. Absolutely. That's a a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm planning on drinking some bourbon here in the next couple of days for oh, Halloween while I'm waiting to give out some season. candy. We don't get trick-or-treaters here. See, we're going over to the in-laws, and I think I might wear a wig just for funsies. Yeah. And I'm going to drink some hot cider and some bourbon and eat a lot of chewy sweet tarts. I've got a that sounds amazing. Yep. I don't know if those are going to be good for your palate. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's I love Halloween. chewy sweet tarts or chewy sprees. Ooh. So there are uh, that's uh, the candy to get at Costco right now. Chewy sprees, not chewy sweet tarts. Oh. They got a big we, bag full. We of, we don't uh, get trick or treaters, so I can't like I can't do that to myself. It'll it, I can't. can't I'll eat it, it all. In. No, I can't bring it into the home. So there you go, guys. Maybe you don't want candy, but you can drink bourbon for Halloween. Or Christmas. Or Christmas. Or, or Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Or any, any of, of the days things. in between. You can drink it with us. That's right. So check us out. www.sourmashtours.com. Also on social media at Sour Mash Tours. For all of your needs, we will be back soon. We missed you. We love you. We're so glad that we're back. And until next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.